0: Hello and welcome to the Performers Who Pivot podcast, brought to you by your host, Grace Francis. This podcast is for actors and performers who are navigating two careers at the same time. Maybe one performing arts career and one business to fall back on, or a business to have alongside your performing arts career, or perhaps you want to leave the performing arts industry altogether but don't want to retrain, so you're exploring how to progress using the skills you already have. Today's episode is sponsored by Dramed. Yes, that's my very own company sponsoring this episode. Dramed harnesses the power of music, dance, songs and storytelling to provide creative education to children aged 0 to 11 years old in schools, nurseries and other early years settings. Our school workshops and preschool classes explore core subjects in a multi-sensory way and are designed to get children on their feet and moving around. They're delivered through our growing network of licensees and teachers, all highly talented performers who nurture children's imaginations and turn everyday learning into a magical experience. They sing math songs as if they're going for a Grammy, act out a scene from history as if they're aiming for an Oscar, and teach toddle fit classes as if they're competing in the finals of Strictly Come Dancing. And because our teaching methods engage and excite little ones, our sessions help bridge learning gaps and support your teaching goals. If you would like to find out more information about Dramed and our classes, head to www.dramed.com. And if you'd like to find out more about becoming a licensee and teaching your own classes, head to www.dramedlicensing.com. We have Jennifer and Samantha on the Performers Who Pivot podcast, that's the new name (laughs) Before it was Performers in Business and I've always kind of flitted between Performers and Performers Who Pivot and Performers in Business and I I think I'm
1: going for Performers Who Pivot so I I love the alliteration (laughs) also gives you more like scope it's more open isn't it like I think so people to come and I think that's most important because we're constantly pivoting (laughs) pivot pivot so yeah it's it's good name love it thank you welcome
0: to Samantha and Jennifer thank you so much for joining us can you tell us a bit about what you two do who you are and what you do
1: um so I'm Sam um I'm 26 I'm from Portsmouth originally so the sunny south coast and I currently live in South Wimbledon and I am an actor and a business owner we run a little children's performing arts school yeah which is great fun called boss I'm, I'm Jen and I was from kind of East London Essex and then moved to South London and yeah we run boss acting school alongside being well trying to be actors when the industry wants us (laughs) yeah Uh, so kind of doing both at the moment yeah
0: amazing so can you tell me first of all
1: a bit about how you two met yeah that's a crazy one actually because we went to the same drama school but we didn't really well we met at drama school. everyone knows each other at drama school because it's so yeah like, it's quite ours was a we trained at Italia Conti yeah okay. the, the acting BA and the campuses in Clapham and the intake is tiny so everybody knows of each other but yeah I think there's like you 90 two people in, the in the total thing. yeah so yeah I was in third year when you came in first year yeah and you lived with my now boyfriend, he was my boyfriend at the time, Lawton. And then years later, after drama school, we ended up, you've reconnected with Lawton? I don't know how, oh God, I can't even remember. <laughs> I, I feel like one minute we didn't even know each other and the next minute we're best friends. We're best friends. <laughs> but no, we, we had a, we worked previously with yeah. each other. So we taught and then I think we both had like the same ambition didn't we yeah and um especially in terms of like the teaching and things like we were always trying to improve or yeah. try something new and I think we just kind of inspired each other a bit yeah. didn't we and we just kind of gravitated towards each other yeah Oh, amazing. Yeah. then it came to the point where boss made sense because we knew exactly how each other ticked kind of thing yeah so yeah wow I love that
0: First of all, congratulations to your younger selves for getting into Italia Conti because that is a tough school to get into, um, and yeah, I didn't know that about you. I mean, to get into Italia Conti, you have to be quite a young, talented actor, and and they clearly really believe in your what you're capable of. Can you tell us a bit about your cultural background? Being from Portsmouth, Sam. Portsmouth is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you're from London, Jen. Um, can, like, tell us a bit about your cultural background and also where when you started to gravitate towards a performing arts career?
1: Okay, so um, I'll be honest. I came into the performing arts quite late, really. I didn't even know that it was what I wanted to do. I think mm-hmm. I've always been, even as a child, was very outgoing but, um, where I lived in Portsmouth was like really tiny villagey vibes, mm-hmm. so everybody knew each other, and it was very green, but there wasn't many children's activities and things like that where I grew up and then, um, so I went to school in Portsmouth and grew up there um my whole life. But my dad is forces, so when I was growing up, he would travel a lot in the Navy, and then um it got to the point where dad my dad's placement kept changing when I got to going to sick form so um, my parents sat me and my brother down and were like it's going to be really disruptive for your for your grades your GCSEs and things like that so actually I ended up going to boarding school so that we didn't have to go to all new schools and meet Mm -hmm. new children and have to have our exams disrupted and things so which I'll be honest was a bit of a shock to begin with when you're told as a 10 year old that your parents recommend you go to boarding school but I mean I was up for it and it actually ended up being awesome I loved it it was really really good and I don't think I'd be as independent now if I Mm. if I didn't get to go um but yeah the boarding school I went to had an epic like drama department with amazing facilities so was probably when I got to about 14 when I got to experience like my first school production I was like hang on a minute I love this mm. yeah then did it for GCSE and then um I actually left boarding school in year 11 to attend like a performing arts college yeah and then just got the bug from there really I just think I was like hang on a minute I just don't think there's anything else I want to do this is it for me yeah so just went full force after then really. Yeah I was the same I didn't get into it till so late on because I think when when you're younger when you hear like acting you think musical theatre and I cannot sing or dance at all so I was always saw my friends I went to like dance schools and I was like oh that's really fun like I wish I could do that but it's not for me and I guess you know I grew up well as I say I'm from East London it's more Essex you know i was born in East London, raised in Essex, you know, in a little village, very similar to Sam. Everyone knows each other, very green. But I was very lucky to have London on my doorstep. So it was always trips to the theatre and stuff. And I'd see it and I'd be like, oh, that's amazing. But again, it's West End musicals that you think, oh, can't do that. And then I got into GCSEs and my drama teacher at the time was like a proper like old school drama teacher. And he would trained at Central And he came in his three piece tweed suit every time and he did no coward. And I was like, Oh, hold on a minute. There's a whole nother world to it. And suddenly I was like, okay, that's where I fit. Like, that's what I need to do. And then like Sam said, once you get the bug, you can't. And I think some, he, I think actually he said to me, if you can think of yourself doing anything else, don't, don't go into performance because you can't like, if you can think of yourself being in another job, Hmm. you should not be an actor because you're going to have to constantly question that every day and I was like can't see myself doing anything else so that was it really.
0: Wow that's so interesting and that's such a good piece of advice I think. Yeah. You kind of have to have an obsession over (laughs) this industry overacting if that's the route that you're going to
1: go down. Yeah absolutely it will literally like chew you up and spit you out every single second so sometimes I still do I sit down I'm like okay can you see yourself doing something else and I'm like still no okay keep going pick yourself up but you run
0: your own business which is the boss acting school um and that's very much using your performing arts skills where did that come into it did you kind of see that entrepreneurial side in your personalities as young people
1: I did it. My family always thought I was going to like run a business, and they always pushed me. They were very upset when I said I wanted to be an actor because they were like, "No, you've got to be in business." But I never saw that, and it, it kind of—I don't think either. I, th- I think even now we still don't see it. We're like, "What entrepreneurs?" Like when we have to like do the finances and all of that, it's like it's a whole new world that we've had to kind of introduce ourselves to because that's not what we trained in. Um, think it honestly just aligned itself we'd both been teaching at other companies for many many years one together a couple separately we both loved it we both got to the stage where we kind of knew sometimes I hate to say it the company's better than they, other people just because we were in it you know sometimes I think you can get to the top and you can't see the bottom anymore and you can't see like what you're teaching and all of that because you're not in with the kids again so I think it got to the point in COVID when everything kind of went up in the air and you start to question everything because the acting industry goes down jobs are now questionable and suddenly we both went we need something more sustainable that's going to keep us going and we both knew that it was maybe in our goals, but maybe a goal for like five years time. And it just became that a further goal became more immediate. And we thought, no, we need to do this now. Um Yeah, that's true. Actually, had COVID not happened, it would have been something that was potentially on the horizon for a long time. But yeah. said, I think for me, the main thing that I think was detrimental when I left drama school is I was fed that unless you dedicated every single part of your life to your acting career, that you were going to fail. So Mm -hmm. I can remember I left drama school and I was, I'm sure it's the case for everyone, but I was working horrible hours in a sports bar because I was fed that I needed to be 100% flexible whenever I was needed and essentially if I enjoyed another job alongside that I wasn't focusing on what I needed to do and I feel like for the first few years after graduating I just was in this hole of not enjoying each day because I was almost punishing myself if I enjoyed it Mm -hmm. when I wanted to be an actor and it just came to the point where I was just like what am I doing like I should be enjoying something else on the side and I can still work hard and then when a a role or a job or an audition pops up it's like oh that was really good what a good day I'm also just living my life and I also felt like I didn't want to be a teacher, I didn't want to teach it. Oh yeah, because they I hate that saying that is if you fail yeah, like, to Yeah, i you don't teach or something. Yeah,
0: if you if um so, yeah, something along the lines of and my dad drummed this into me, this saying, those who can do, those who can't teach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> hate, it. I hate it because, you know, um, some of the people that like truly like inspired my life and like put me where I am is my teachers. And yeah. like, yeah. you know, they did it. Like, you know, they were doing it. They yeah. just decided to give back. And like, I'm not saying that that's what we're doing, like yeah. giving back and stuff. We're teaching, you know, kids acting on the weekends and stuff. But yeah, I hate that idea. But Sam's completely right. I think there was one teacher that said, if you love your second job, quit it. And I think that's so unhealthy yeah. because. You can you can really suffer like this industry is hard for your mental health and you've got to remain strong. And if you remain strong, you walk into an audition room beaming and you're light and you're yeah. happy and people mm-hmm. want to employ you. So like I, I think there's got to be a real look at where like that conversation of second jobs, because it's almost like if you have a second job that you, in, you love, you've quit and that's not it's not going to be the best version of yourself and I actually think that I'm desperate to feed that back as well because I think it's so important that graduates leave understanding that they need to be fulfilled in order to do and it's more flexible like you were saying earlier like you have to go if you work a bar job it's more flexible for your auditions well no because the managers of those bars are doing their job they're trying to keep that bar flowing they're not going to be as flexible as and of course mm -hmm. it's going to be flexible because you're not going to have an audition at two in the morning exactly and like you know if you run your own business and drama schools and unis wherever you meet who's in the same creative field of you that's where you're going to have those strong connections with people who have the same ambitions as you if I had an audition Sam's got the business vice versa like it, it just yeah a healthier look needs to be had on act as having second jobs go
0: on on. no I was going to say I totally agree number one that's really interesting because we're looking at this from a partnership so you both can absolutely support each other when you when you go into that but yes we absolutely owe it to ourselves to be able to live and enjoy life every day because that comes across in your auditions and also when it comes to teaching I kind of use the idea of an expander like I think you need to I think Everyone needs to be able to see it to, to know that they can do it too. To be able to say, Oh, if they can do it, I can do it too. So if you're teaching and you're growing your acting career and you're teaching acting, and you can show that you're succeeding in that path, that is a um, huge lesson to, to learn, to see that yeah. you're doing it and you're teaching it. That's that's a brilliant teacher, I think. Someone who's walking, walking the talk, talking the walk.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it reflects back as well because there's so much in three years that you have to consume and take in from your acting training and some of it does go out the window but then when you're going back into a classroom with kids that are really passionate and especially you know it works across the whole school but especially with our pros because they're the 15 year olds that are wanting to go to drama schools and do this suddenly you have to kind of dig back into your yeah. brain find that skill and then you kind of go oh actually that's why I I, use, I can use that again, like it's reminding yourself. So it's almost like you're training yourself as you're training them again, yeah. which is really nice. And I suppose like in terms of like expanding your repertoire and stuff, yeah. like when we're finding new material for them and things like that, you're still keep keeping all the creative juices flowing mm. and and going to see new theatre and stuff okay. to apply for our students. And you don't realise that you are exercising that part of your brain constantly so that when we get to the point where an audition comes up and things I feel warm and I feel ready and I feel like I've not stepped off the bus yes you know what I mean that's exactly why I
0: have built Dramed the way I've built it one of our taglines is um I teach and then when I'm ready when the audition comes I'm ready for the job
1: yeah
0: and that's why I think it's actually quite a smart thing to do being an actor and lending your performing arts skills in another arena so you are still warming up you are still practicing I've been out of acting for quite a long time but I've constantly been singing in these classes that I do using my imagination and now I've gone back into acting and I don't feel like I've ever left because I haven't amazing
1: are you happy to be back
0: yeah I am happy to be back. that was always the plan So I do think just kind of staying focused and knowing what you want, which brings me to asking you, like, what do you want? Where is it that you are? um, Kind of what takes your, where is it you're going? Are you going for acting? Where are you in your acting career at the moment? Is that, has that got equal weight with where you're going in building a business? Has one, are you enjoying one more than the other?
1: I suppose at the moment, I think, um, opening up Boss has been such a whirlwind and um, with the pandemic and everything, there was a lot of fear mm-hmm. of um, not only trying to support yourself financially, but start a new business and things like that. So to be honest, I think a light bulb moment is it's been so tunnel vision to get this business up and running so that we can support ourselves and it lends itself to our acting career. So I've just got to the point now where I feel like we are, we are thankfully in a very, very strong place with the business at the moment. Yeah, it Means that we can breathe a bit and we're, we're managing to support ourselves and stuff. So now I'm like, oh, I can calm down now. That tunnel vision can, can relax a bit. And I hope to have mo- much more focus on my acting career because it's it has taken a backseat I mean the industry has been that's the thing I think think it's a bit of fate as well because like I'm a big believer in fate and the fact that we started it in the pandemic which was probably the craziest craziest decision we ever had but actually it was the time when we could give our focus for a year to this business start this business and now the industry's back and we suddenly feel like we can alleviate a little bit so that we can have that equal balance where I think if we had done it another time when there wasn't a pandemic, we wouldn't have had that. We we would have probably we had a lot of crossroads. Ma- yeah, we probably would have. I hate to say, given up, but like the fact that the industry was sharp meant that we felt like we could focus on it. Otherwise, we would have probably been like, this is just too much. It, it, yeah, <laughs> I think it would have stayed a very. We would have we would have scaled really small. It would have yeah. been you know a couple of classes in the week, alongside another job, and. Focus still on the acting. And now I feel like it became like a little bit like 40, 60 towards boss. And now it's back to being 50, 50 and it's the right timing. Yeah.
0: And you know, earlier on I asked you, we spoke about books and what kind of do, do you have any resources and books that kind of you would say is a go to or that's helped shape your mindset? And you both said, not really, like you didn't really have a book. Um, and I said, oh, my gosh, like I really do. I, I can't imagine having progressed in life without my books. And a lot of the books that I go to are Um, what one or once upon a time was labelled as self-help. A lot of them are about fate. A lot of them are about spirituality. Um, So it's really interesting that you say that that because I didn't expect you to say that. Mm -hmm. And then going back to the pandemic, just in general, and I think this is probably what the books have helped me do or the books that I read have helped me do is look at each challenge as a gift wrapped in sandpaper. That's Mm -hmm. always what I say when I have a challenge I'm like okay this seems really hard at the moment but it's a gift wrapped in sandpaper I just need to find out what the gift is and I agree I feel like the pandemic was a horrible time and lots of people suffered and I wouldn't wish that on anyone like but that time to the time that I got to focus on business and that lots of us got was a real gift yeah I want to go back to Creativity, I feel like you have to be really bold and daring, unfortunately, in life to commit to something like the arts, right? Performing arts. And I don't think that should be the case. I think that we should nurture everyone from the youngest possible age, nurture their creativity, because it's that that helps unravel what we've got to offer the world. And I think that a lot of the performers that I come across and that I speak to, having had that, um, experience of tapping into their imagination and coming up with ideas and putting it into a play or a dance performance they can gravitate a lot of them can gravitate quite easy or pivot quite easily into business because business in itself is another creative expression you come yeah. up with an idea it lands you take action you make it happen
1: yeah I think so because you need to be able to adapt and you need to be able to have the confidence mm-hmm. in order to no matter what business it is to put your, to have the bravery to put your ideas and your oomph essentially into the idea. Yeah, absolutely. Be very vulnerable.
0: (laughs) Yeah. How would you say um, showbiz is similar to running your own business?
1: Oh, I think they'd have a lot of similarities. Yeah, absolutely. Like timekeeping, like making sure like timekeeping yeah. finances marketing you got to market yourself yeah. <laughs> trying to keep uh, like a, a step ahead yeah all the time also something that I think would is a real parallel is trying to figure out all the options that could yes. go wrong as well <laughs> like let me just pre-plan all the I don't know how I'm trying to. I'm you, have trying to, to say. you have to be quite a lot, like a little bit like a pessimist with your business sometimes because a lot could go wrong. So be prepared. Yeah, and
0: rejection.
1: Rejection. There we go. Rejection.
0: Getting used <laughs> to rejection.
1: We're so oh, used to it in acting, yeah. And, that, yeah. and yeah, actually, yeah. I, I've never actually thought about that, but you're so right. I think we are so used to rejection in a positive way that if something goes wrong with a business we don't like yeah crumble you know what I've never thought about it no actually but even like and I don't think I've ever registered it but something goes wrong with the business we're just like it's fine Mm. we'll sort that if that's not working that's fine we'll go down another avenue another avenue another route maybe it's just so ingrained in us that we're like definitely it's fine
0: (laughs) it's fine And I also think everybody having their parts. So in a production, you've got like the devising um, where you've got the scripting of it all. And then you've got the actors who kind of are your shop front. Um, But you have the lighting and you have the sound. You have everyone working as a team. I feel like when I went into business, I didn't, that didn't register. I was trying to do everything by myself. Yeah. But actually I'm like, no, if I look at this like a production then everyone has their part and can do it well yeah. are you at that stage in business where you are delegating you are growing a team
1: uh, no <laughs> <laughs> Wait, first of all can I just say how much I admire you from starting this by yourself oh yeah because I will oh hands good, down yes. say that if I didn't have Jen and we weren't a team that I wouldn't Same. I wouldn't have continued Same. Because there are days when I just think, this is all too much. And Jen goes, I've got this. And, well, and vice versa. Yeah. That, it, we very much, we've never had a crash together. And yeah. touch words, we never will. Because <laughs> that might be the one's crashing inside. The other one has to uplift. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yeah, Extremely. extremely I, can't, I can't even imagine. And I'm glad that you learned delegating quickly. Because yeah. you know. otherwise. But we're we've, we've good at delegating with each other, it's very natural, though. I feel like even yeah. since the very beginning, there's we don't have set. Well, actually, you do finances. I don't touch a finance, but I you have no idea what's going. But on. You do like the like the marketing and like the music, yeah, and like that. Like the, it's yeah, it's we've very like natural. Yeah, we've fallen in naturally, so it's not necessarily been. But in terms of like delegating to a team, no, we're not there yet because it's it's like passing over your baby. Like I've not had a baby, <laughs> but yes, sure. I can imagine. Oh yes, my little dog is. <laughs> I can imagine it's a little bit like that because it's a bit like we will get there. We will get, get, get there slowly. Yeah, like we've got we've got like three staff members now, which are great, and they are our friends from drama school, which I think has been really nice because we do trust them. It's not like we've had to like th- that's the next challenge, and that's a challenge I'm looking forward to because I think having an outside person that I don't know can actually teach me a lot about what I need to do as well. Um, but so we've been lucky there that it's been friends. But yeah. And having them means that we are can still, obviously everyone makes mistakes, but we're still in the second year of running. Yeah, Very much finding our feet. So having those three on board means that Jen and I can. And they're honest with us and we're honest with them, which is a really nice dynamic actually yeah. thinking about it. Um, and to have them on board has alleviated a lot yeah because it has when it, it has. was just the two of us we couldn't be sick no, we no. couldn't like so now we've got them at the least. fear the fear of catching covid for that first year was real we and we, we, we put, didn't yeah but you know that would have been really scary because all of it would have come down whereas now it's a bit like okay we are prepared We've got other <laughs> But I look, I really look forward to the time when we feel like we can delegate to other staff. Because again, going back to talking about how much focus you have on the business and your career, mm. when we have the opportunity where we have a team that we feel like we can delegate more to, then we can have even more focus on, on other things apart from business. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I think like as well, you know, everyone's different performers and we've had one set of training and it'd be nice to learn from other people that have had different set. There's so much yeah. more for me to learn. You know, we teach stage and screen and I can teach screen acting. I'm not a, um, oh my dog is about to bark. I'm going to pause for one second to let him out before he starts howling. <laughs> um. yeah, we've uh, we teach screen acting and I can teach the acting side but I'd be so interested to get somebody in that has trained in filmmaking and see what that can bring to the business and yeah. the same with you know Sam is a phenomenal singer and she does a lot of the songs we we don't we have need a, a dance teacher <laughs> <laughs> no. oh yeah have got two left feet no our dances our dances are great actually you know we we do push we've ourselves passion <laughs> into them and I think that's all that matters but again like having someone that it's trained in like technique with that. Like I'm so interested in what that will bring. Yeah. it's, It's exciting that new chapter for those reasons.
0: So can you just take us back to when you started? So you started during the pandemic and how, like when, what was that middle bit like of getting your first clients, your first students through the door?
1: We approached it in a very... (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to say millennial way, which we, because everything was on, there, nothing was running. Everything was online. So we were like, let's do online classes for free. Let's just put ourselves out there, see what happens. And at that point, we used to say like an email address was like our golden ticket. So if someone could give us their email address, that was like our golden opportunity. We didn't need money. We just needed their email because then we can email. Oh, we've got classes client coming. Base. Yeah. And actually start to build that up. And then we approached like bloggers and people because that's all we knew because we couldn't get in a classroom. Um so
0: it, it yeah, was so a, lots
1: of like mummy Instagrams and things like that, yeah, that helped us spread the word. And then we had we had quite a few kids online, didn't we? Yeah, we and did. It was, it was really fun. It was like it was. um we for our littlest ones, so three to fives, we were like, How on earth do we do a zoom class that they would enjoy and we actually got a green screen and we created different characters so Mm -hmm. we'd film videos wouldn't we and they would go on like a virtual pirate mission they'd get like the video the day before so that mum, dad or nanny or granddad or can show them the video so that they're excited and up for the class because I think sometimes putting a Laptop in front of a three year old They're like why So mm. They had that video before Yeah Their they, imagination's going And it's not a laptop It's I need to know the next yeah. bit of the story And it would be like a pirate And then they would get Get them to collect Loads of household items For yeah. their mission yeah. And then they would Be ready in Zoom With their spatula And really towel It was really fun actually It was funny I do miss it sometimes It was great fun And seeing them come on With their, all their different Like costumes Like some people would dress up Every single week As the new character Um And it was really fun. Yeah, so online was our first venture, wasn't it? And then um, when it came to September, when everything started opening again, we started our physical classes. And we started with six. Six classes. Wow.
0: Guys, that's amazing. First of all, can I just ignore (laughs) your... (laughs) mental. (laughs) Yeah, your imagination... To get a green screen up and was it you dressing up as the characters to record a little snippet of a story
1: and, and, and anybody <laughs> else that we any other actor friends that we could rope in and, and actually, everyone was out of work so they all were like yeah <laughs> some of these videos are hilarious they are it was a lot of fun to film them so it's great to have like a community of actors and they were all like messaging us saying when's the ne- what's next week's mission can i do it <laughs> and suddenly you're going in your wardrobe and you're trying to think how do i make a costume of- how do we go to space we made was it Arnold the astronaut we were oh, like yeah. how do we make Jen's partner into an astronaut it was it was so funny wasn't it, it was hilarious
0: was it, at this point was it still free
1: when you was writing the material putting so on the green screen free and then i think we said 2 pounds yeah it was like 2 pounds and our older class was 90 minutes was like and 4 then, pounds we weren't making any money from it i think uh, the reason we started to do the 2 pounds or the 4 pounds is so that we knew who was coming each week so that we were like okay if they've paid two pounds, we've got five, or we've got ten, yeah. or however many. And it paid our a subscription. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That was it, yeah. Yeah. But so, um, I can remember that, so the transition in between um, the, the virtual and the physical, so we were obviously in September, and we'd seen some venues, and they were just like little church halls, little local church halls, but I can remember mm-hmm. that because we were both out of work so to build these classes in September was absolutely terrifying we we that we needed we, we needed, needed it to them. yeah and we were we were nannying every other second yeah. of the day so it was it, it was that was that was probably the most stressful time I think so yeah because <laughs> there when was I, limited hours yeah and I think back I think that was the most there was a lot on the line Lot of sleep. sleep like, dep- we deprivation. can't afford for this to fail. So it mm-hmm. was like you'd lay awake at night at one o'clock in the morning and you'd be like, oh, I know who I could email. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nanny yeah. for 10 hours and then go and fly up for four. It was, yeah. it was a lot. It was a lot. But, you know, but saying that, we started off in September with six basic classes. classes. Yeah. Wow. And then I think we've, and we, we achieved so much in that year. Yeah, like shows, we ran camps, yeah. Easter camps, summer camps, a Christmas camp. Yeah. We, we absolutely went for it, didn't we? We, we dived in. Yeah, because we, we didn't have the classroom to begin with. Yeah. We were like, oh, there's a classroom. Let's book it. <laughs> and now, scumming into our second year, we've got, I think it's 23 classes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah bit mental <laughs> what have we done did you
0: strategically go for um customers in your area or students in your area when you went to mummy bloggers did you because or did you kind of put it out to the world and then think okay I need to bring this back to you. are you both based in Essex at the moment or East London um, Wimbledon. Wimbledon Wimbledon is that where your classes are right now
1: yeah yeah, Wimbledon and Ellsfield and some in Chelsea yeah yeah so yeah originally we love Wimbledon we love the area I think it's very very family orientated as well so we were like I think this has got it's going to have a very good client base so I think this is very local (gasps) like like, (laughs) um yeah no there were there were quite a few Wimbledon mummy bloggers um about and we we approached though them and do you know what they were all so lovely like really lovely a lot of them their class their children still come to our classes amazing So that was the best thing it wasn't yeah. even like well that's what bloggers are for aren't they I don't want to say the word use right? yeah it, but... no they knew they knew it was kind of a partnership essentially yeah. you know that they their kid was getting some creativity on a Saturday morning after being stuck in the house for seven days and they were putting out little things to help us. Yeah. And it did, it really helped us. And I don't think we, I don't think we realized until recently how clever that was of us. And yeah. I, you know, yeah. not to put yourself out there, but I think you've got to register. We had no idea what we were doing. We were just plucking and doing, you know, what we know. Well, what do we buy things from? Instagram, okay, well, how do we get Instagram to an acting school? Like just racking, but yeah, it was, it was successful actually doing that did you have background
0: in or experience in filming because to go and get a green screen do um, a
1: background um do you know what kind of, blah, 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 blah. when I was at school I did media and I loved editing and I used to think I wanted to be a film editor um and always had a little passion for <laughs> it um in terms of filming stuff my partner has a production company Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry I'm so sorry Don't
0: apologize guys like for our <laughs> listeners it's you know you know we're at home having a chat um <laughs> a smart meter
1: um, <laughs> okay. and it was happening um <laughs> yeah he he actually he my partner started a production company over the pandemic again for this outside I need something This is the thing like we always think about the pandemic really negatively but I think about how it aligned people in their paths so much and sorry I'm gonna wait for them to
0: no it did I'll just jump in here because I absolutely think that yeah it gave a lot of people opportunities to figure out what they were wasting time on versus what they wanted and a lot of people thought why am I wasting my time here let me drop that and and focus um so yeah so your partner did that as well and it was like a a team effort he (laughs) brought his skills
1: Yeah, he, I, you know, he was, he suddenly invested in all this equipment and then we started investing in it. So he'd use some of the equipment, then we'd take the equipment to boss. And yeah, you kind of, we did, we did filming at a telecon Yeah, in terms of like the editing and things like that, I had never, ever edited something until we started doing our online classes. And then we started making like mini videos and things yeah I like for the parents After their Zoom class We'd send them like A little edited version Of them Yeah In their class And then obviously That has now just Snowballed To the point Where we can record Show showreel show scenes Or short films With our students And things like that And now we're able To edit That So yeah. again Like learnt, we learnt Loads of new skills Yeah which is so Transferable I'm now like Oh I'm going to write A web, web series yeah. ourselves Like yeah.
0: And also you can repurpose. Have you repurposed your videos that you made during um, lockdown? Repurposing those little videos. Like you could easily go back to that content, it sounds like, and keep it going like an, a subscription or.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. We we have, we use some of them in classes. So they still have them in classes in the room as like a nice dynamic, but no, I've not thought of ever doing kind of a subscription videos, but. mean that's a great idea we've kind of touched
0: on your wins that sounds like a really big win for you and I hope that you've celebrated that growth throughout the last you know as it's been happening because I think that's really important um maybe you can tell us a bit like a bit about where you're going just with performing and let's try and wrap a kind of I'm going to try and roll all these questions into one okay first of all I'd love to get a sense of where you are with your acting um are you represented do you have an agent are you auditioning um and then if you can just take that into your bigger picture goal what is it you both want in life um and then I'll kind of I guess yeah then just ask what you've um what what resources that you've had it could be anything It, it it could be a something that someone said to you that's really helped ground you and shape where you're going. So we'll just kind of wrap it up with those three questions. Your big picture goal, where you are with acting or where, we are, where you are with acting first, your big picture goal and any resources, books, um, anything that you recommend, TV shows, that's, that nurtures someone's growth.
1: Um, so I am represented and um, things have been really, really quiet. I'll be honest. I think I've not really we've not really touched base much at all, and um, I think I obviously relate to my agent a lot and how think how stressful things have been for him and how many actors are on his book and he's trying to get us all out of the woodwork again. But um, things are definitely picking up now. Like self tapes are coming through and auditions, and I did a little voiceover job the other day, and it was just. So good to get up, break the routine, get on the tube, mm. roll there and see some new faces and things. So um yeah it's been it's been really, really quiet and it's been hard, it's frustrating. Yeah but then yeah <laughs> I'll hold my hands up and say, like I'm a very lazy actor. Bless my agent. I do I do rely on him to do it for me. So that is something that I am registering and I need to take on board. And I want to be more proactive as an actor. Um, so, yeah, I just I just hope now that things are opening up and more opportunities can can arise. They will. Mm. Can. they will. They will.
0: They will. They will. Yes. Yeah. How about you, Jen?
1: Yeah. Um. Acting's been very quiet for the last year and a half, um, but auditioning again, I think it's, it's a new era for me with acting. I think I've reconnected to who I was back when I left drama school and you're so eager and you're ready to rumble and you're emailing people, you're writing to people and you're doing workshops. And I kind of sat myself down the other day and had the conversation that I think you're going to have with yourself, which is, I cannot wait for this phone to ring. And I've never been that actor. And I'm not going to be the actor now. And I'm represented and I've got a lovely relationship with my agents. I love them to pieces. But there's only so much, you know, your agent can do. You know, they've got so many people on their books, but what are you doing? Mm. So I've been booking workshops lots lately and getting myself ready again, knowing what's coming up in the theatres and, and writing to people again, because at least then if I fail, I fail because... I, I've done something. I've tried. I can't fail. Waiting for the phone because that mm. will—that's just not. Can I ask you a question? Yeah.
0: How have
1: you felt coming back into the acting industry because obviously there's no, there's no time. It's not like dancers, are we? We can no. we can yeah. come out and and go back into into the industry. How have you felt like mentally? You have dealt with going back into the industry after coming out. Yeah.
0: I feel like it was always a part of my big picture goal um, to come back to acting because I really enjoy it. I know I was good at it. And actually, the only reason why I couldn't continue was because I had a family to raise. I had children to raise. So kind of what I've done has always been to hopefully one day be able to return to that and not put that responsibility of acting to provide for me and make me happy. I want to be able to do it for the for the fun of it and for the joy of it. So well, as I got back into it, I just started to get a feeling that the time was right. Now is the time. There's a lot of stuff that's been happening and it was just a feeling. I'm, I've, I go off feelings a lot. I feel like everything that I've done has been like a feeling. It's yeah. like, and so with acting, it was like now it's time. And then again, everything just aligned itself. Um, like you, Jen, I, I feel, I believe in alignment and fate and yeah. things happening at the right time and you being in the right space to receive certain things. Um, I started going out to more theatre just through opportunities. I was getting free, free tickets to amazing theatre shows and meeting people who would like, I have a spare ticket for a show. I would go, I'd be blown away because I hadn't been to the theatre for so long. And then I was writing to the agents of the actors who really inspired me on stage. And then I picked up an agent. And then oh, again, yeah. thank you. Um, and then from there, again, the auditions are coming in, are coming in and they're very aligned, like, I feel like a lot of the roles are coming in I'm like that's me and a lot of the opportunities that are coming are finding me I'm not finding them so I'm just trusting that and trusting the process
1: that shows that you should have gone back as well do you know what I mean yeah because like, there can always be that doubt in your head of like oh like what am I do? and then the fact that then even down to the free tickets mm. and then your agent like it's fake believe that. yeah it
0: and I think just we have a responsibility as people to kind of check in with ourselves and ask ourselves, you know, how much out of 10 do, uh, and I, this isn't a term that I coined, it was a, a podcast that I listened to, one of my resources, um, the lady on the podcast says, ask yourself, is it a hell yes or a hell no? If it's, a, if it's not a hell yes, do not do it. If you're doubting it, do not do it. Always go for the things that feel like a hell yes. And that's something that I'm practicing more and I feel like it's working.
1: I like that I like Ooh. that a lot. hell yes hell no I like that
0: yeah. <laughs> and if it doesn't feel like it's at least a seven out of ten don't do it
1: yeah fair. So, yeah and I guess that's what's nice as well about having yourself set up you know in a business and financially like you know let's be real about it we have to be financially set as actors because it can be tough mm. The fact that you can go for the hell yeses because you've got this, like, kind of back support. You're not graping at anything. It's interesting as well when you've said about the hell yes and the hell no, because Mm. I feel like as I get older, what I want to do in the industry as well, and the jobs that I want to take have changed. So I felt like I came out of drama school and I was like, I will do every job. Mm. I will play the leprechaun in Germany if you know what I mean <laughs> mm. take all the jobs I need to get all the credits and now I'm at the point where I'm like yeah it's absolutely what I want to do but I want the hell yes jobs I yeah. want to be able to do the work that I want to do yeah
0: yeah but I think that even at one point that the leprechaun job in Germany might have been a hell yes for you, uh, you well, know?
1: Definitely. yeah, yeah
0: definitely. and so it can be a hell yes at that point, And then the hell yes can change. It can be a hell no after that. But that's yeah. a part of the growth and a part of the journey. So um, yeah, what's next for you two? What's the, where are you going? C- can you tell us what your goals are and where we can find and support more of your work? Both yeah. in acting and in business.
1: Yeah, I think for business, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but our goal for business is, to build it up so much that we can delegate more and we can have a little bit of that 50 50 in terms of the working hours as well you know physical hours in the room cutting it down for us both so that we've got more days that's a full day to focus on you know other life you know not just acting life um so that would be the big business goal that we can support ourselves financially we feel comfortable within the business delegating and we've got the right staff members to do that that we trust and will still deliver the product that we are passionate about at the end of the day um anything to add about the business girl no I, no I think you're right I think the main thing is as well as like we've said at the moment it's it's really really hard being the only two cogs in the company so yeah. I do look forward to being able to enjoy the teaching side more as well. Because yes. at the moment, like when you were talking about um, being an entrepreneur and stuff, that didn't even cross our minds. We were just like, we love teaching. We love the children. We have so much that we, we feel like we need to teach them. Yeah, to be able to enjoy that side even more. But yeah, I feel like we've had no choice but to grow, because it needed to get to a certain point in order to us to support us to a, a certain place, whereas now it can grow, but there's no pressure. Yes, mm. for it to grow. Before we were like it was all or nothing, and now yeah, we can relax we and can enjoy pay our rent. the process <laughs> and yeah, pay our rent. <laughs> yeah, which um, in terms of where to support Boss, it's at Boss Acting School on all social media's um, and you can. Check us out on website, Um, In terms of goals acting-wise, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, I'll go, I'll yeah. go. Um, I am just looking forward to, again, what is meant for me mm-hmm. coming through in terms of acting jobs, but I'm also excited for the new chapter. It's been a massive goal that I've said for about Ten years plus that I'd love to write and film. I've I've written things in the past, but I've never filmed it and never put it on. Um, And I'd like to finally do that and write it, be in it, film it because I've now got the resources to actually film it, even if it's only seen by one person on YouTube, which is my gran. Um, That's what I'd like to do for my own personal goal to be like yay. Mm. Um, And then in terms of acting goals, I just love to be working (laughs) that's what we'd all love to be doing I think my personal goal is I need to do some traveling even if it's not a big big stints of time I just need pockets of of seeing new places and meeting new people and trying new food Mm. and feel like it's escapism spontaneity and escapism Yeah. yeah And it's knowledge, you've got to learn and, exactly, and it's inspiration, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to
0: even be escapism. Like I have a few core values, and one is adventure, and one is freedom, and that's very much one of my core values. Just let me go and roam the world, have yeah. some
1: adventures and feel yeah. free. That's really important to me. So exactly. So that is my personal goal. And my acting goal, much like Jen, is to be have more work, but I think um. I just really hope that there comes to the point in my career where I get to do roles that really inspire me mm-hmm. to play characters that I feel like I learned something from or I think really challenges me or enlightens me and things like that that really excites me that mm-hmm. that I get to do a play or something and I think oh, this character is just exactly what I want to get my teeth into so in terms of like girls with work that's what I would love yeah I'd love to do that mm-hmm. yeah
0: and I was kind of going to gla- glaze over this question with you, but I don't think I should. Can you imagine yourself at 86 or a ripe old age? If you can, can you tell us where you are, uh, where you are in the world and what you're reflecting on, like what you have achieved?
1: I hope to have lots of wrinkles and gray hairs. <laughs> As if you would That I will her. Botox out. Yeah. <laughs> Jen will look the same when she's 86. <laughs> I hope to have lived I know that sounds so vague but all I hope like I don't I I don't want to put where I am at 86 on like material things or like achieve I just hope that I'm happy and I've lived and I've got no regrets that's that's as simple as it is for me yeah Mm -hmm. I reckon I'll I reckon I'll be in the ground by 86 (laughs) well that's the life that I want (laughs) <laughs> 110 i'll be i'll be still roaming around when everyone's dead I'll
0: be, I'll be oh i love it and i love the fact that you're going off feeling because yeah a lot of us i mean that's absolutely fine to set goals based on feelings that's one book that i read and i'll have to link it below in the show notes and it's a whole book about goal setting not on material things about how you want to feel
1: then so, send, send me i want to read do
0: I will do. Sam and Jen, Jen and Sam, thank you so much for joining us on um, the Performers Who Pivot podcast, which I think is the name that we're going with. Um, it's been a really great conversation. Thank I've you. loved it. I really,
1: really enjoyed so it having us. Yeah, I yeah, loved it.
0: Thank you.